You're listening to the award-winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to become known as a trusted authority while building a thriving business you love? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Here's your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show brought to you by the InfluenceAlliance.com, the business building community for change makers who want to build a sustainable, profitable and scalable business. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, my guest today says impossible is an opinion. Feel free to disagree and carve out your own path to success. And joining me on today's show is Patience Ogunbona. Now, Patience is an aligned business strategist, a corporate and business trainer, a transformational coach, inspirational speaker and author. And she is the founder and CEO of ATI Coaching, Consulting and Training Limited. Now, Patience, she's passionate and about empowering introverted entrepreneurs and professionals, helping them to create presence and position themselves as an authority in the marketplace so that they can attract dream clients, generate consistent income and profit. Now, on today's show, she's going to share a different point of view on how to be do and have more. She's going to talk about how to live out loud as an introverted woman and mediocrity never motivated or served anyone. So welcome to the show, Patience. Thank you so much for having me, Anne-Marie. It's uh, exciting to be here. Oh, I love the topic that you're going to talk about today. And, you know, it's interesting. So often people assume that introverts, which you and I both are, don't really have much to say, but it's not that at all. In fact, you get us in a, a, you know, in an environment where the topic is of interest, we're passionate about, and you probably couldn't shut us up. So I'm looking forward to having such a conversation with you today. I know we certainly did have one the other day when we spoke, but what was it that besides obviously you understanding what it is like to be an introverted person what was it that really had you be passionate about supporting others who may also relate to that but really helping them to stand out and share their voice because we know that they certainly have a voice and getting it out there may be something that they're challenged with what was it that really drove you to support this uh, demographic Yes. So, yeah, thank you. That's quite a great question because um, I started out on the entrepreneur journey, like everybody will start out, wanting to really help women, I think, in general, feeling that women um, like myself needed opportunities to really um, pursue their dreams. We have more barriers in, in, in the world to overcome. And I felt like because I had overcome a few hurdles, I could share those strategies and the mindset with people. But I got to the uh, 2020, and it was an interesting time for all of us, isn't it? And I call it the introverts era. You know, like if you've watched Lord of the Rings, at the end of it, it says, the time of men has come and the Mm. time of the elves is over. So I felt like what 2020 was saying is the time of the introvert is here and the time of the extrovert is paused. So basically there was a pause <laughs> and that gave the, the introspection strength to come true. 
Um, yes. I had entered 2020 really feeling an unease about everything I was doing. So I asked myself, what is it about my lived experience that is not yet showing up in my business, in my truth, in my authenticity, and in the pain points that I really want to solve? And that was the fact that introversion actually, the discovery of being introverted gave me purpose. Prior to that, I was apologizing for who I was. But also, I recognized that just like you have a strength, Achilles had his Achilles heel, there are some elements of being an introvert that becomes your Achilles heel, in business especially. And I was finding that because I had done a bit of the journey, things like networking, things like speaking up for myself, you know, that's why I don't, I've carved out or I've come up with, um, you know, the three Ps, which is the presence, the positioning, and profit. Mm. I like the word visibility, but it's not that introverts don't care about whether they are visible or not, but they want presence. They want to matter, yeah. your voice to matter. And I think presence is more powerful for the introvert. Um, in many ways, I want to be able to shape the world. That's what the introvert is saying, because I have deep ideas. And so whether you see me or not, my ideas and things should shape. So basically, based on that, I just thought, yeah, this is missing. And this completes me. Plus, I can identify and totally resonate, not just with the pain point of another introverted woman, but her aspirations, which is very key to me. I'm not problem focused, I'm very solution and strengths focused. So those aspirations when they lie dormant is what makes you, you know, feel unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. And that was the key to me really focusing from last year and working with introverted women and calling myself the visionary introverted woman. <laughs> so yeah. I love that. Yeah, you know, as you were sharing that and, and thinking back to 2020, I did not realise just how much of an introvert I was and I had to contain my enthusiasm when they said there's lockdown because it was like, yes, because for me it allowed me to create a space and not feel like I had to go out and I, I recognised in myself how much energy I had to the point that my husband would often come home and I'd be chatting and because normally if I was going out I would reach my word limit. You know, I often say I've reached my word count for today so it's just like that, you know, for the rest of the evening. It's a bit of a joke but it's true and I think what I love about what you've just shared is the fact that we do not have to apologise for how we are, how we've been, you know, created and the fact that for introverts we have to be very mindful of energy in and energy out. And I mean actual energy for us to associate with other people takes a, a specific energy um, bandwidth and we as introverts, and this is what I learned in the career industry because the difference of extroversion and introversion is where you get your energy from. And as introverts, we get that when we're on, you know, our own. For us, the sound of silence is often bliss because it allows us to think, to create deeply. Um, and so I, I think one thing that you've just said, I think, well, for those who feel that they do resonate with introversion, the fact that they're not getting out there and doing 
some of those visibility type things, that's okay. And this beautifully segues into a different point of view on how to be, do and have more. And this is something that you want to share a little bit more about because sometimes we need, if we're not able to do it for ourselves yet, someone else to say and say, look, we'll give you permission to show up how you are, just as you are, and then find your own way to navigate that. So what are some things that you've learned that you can impart for other women who perhaps will just never get out there? I mean, I know for me, if there's a lot of chatting going along, I won't interrupt into the conversation. I'll wait. And if it means that I'm not going to say anything, I'm going to take my ideas and thoughts because I've probably already come up with a solution. I'm sure you have. We will take that to the next place and space where we do have the opportunity to speak. So share a few things that I'm sure will really help people who may be struggling with that. Yes. And I think um, the word there that I love is permission because all the time when you as an introverted woman is holding yourself back, is giving yourself permission to actually be introverted. And that's very important because that's the be part of it. I want to be my introverted self. (laughs) And I think that's okay. I am, you know, I grew up feeling like the odd cookie, the odd one, because people will be talking and I'll think, and my thoughts, I always felt like parents around me would look at me and go, where did that come from? Shut up your mouth. You know, when adults are talking, don't talk. And that's because I tended to challenge. I tended to put in a different opinion that made people kind of shocked and want to think. So I began to feel like I don't have permission to be me. And I stopped uh, talking. I talked, but people, I became quiet. And I remember somebody coming to the house, one of my mother's close friends who herself and my mom are both late now. And it's kind of, I think of how they're having a party together. Um, But she came to the house and she's very vocal. And, you know, I kept doing things. And she said, why do you guys keep troubling this quiet girl? It's kind of like, you know, when when something stops you in in your track, I paused and I was like, hmm, that can't be me. I'm not quiet in the least. But I've had to shut up because... You know, the things I say don't resonate with people around here. I'm not quiet, but I'm just, sometimes I want to be quiet, you know, stay away from people. But also when I want to talk and I've come out of that quietness, I drop some bombs that people that are adults feel challenged by. They don't like it. So I've had to be even more quiet. So I laughed to myself and said, no, 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 no. You've got me all wrong here. But that's the first thing I think is, to be, be yourself. There's a natural flow that comes from being yourself, but you've got to each time consciously give yourself permission. When you're amongst people and your energy gauge is depleted, you have to say, no, thanks. Thanks, but no thanks, I'm off. And not feel horrible about that. Yeah. And that's the first thing about the be. What about the do? I think we do things differently. Of course, All introverts are not equal. Some are very intellectual, some are very poetic, some are very, um, you know, but I think there's a general thing about being fearless and being empathic that is common that I see as a theme among many introverts. But then that puts you in a vulnerable place and your authentic self expresses emotions and feels emotions deeply. So the way that you do things you have to, again, give yourself permission to do things. 
in the way that feels aligned. That's the second word I want to use. My tagline for my program, which I called Aligned Business Blueprint, is alignment creates flow. So doing things in a way that is aligned to your strengths, that is aligned to your introverted self, makes you feel like you're fulfilling purpose and actually gives you freedom. And then the third one is the have. A lot of introverted women struggle with imposter syndrome. And parts of imposter syndrome is not feeling like you're good enough, but not also feeling like you deserve the success that you crave. Because we think deeply, I tend to think very big. So you can't ask me to think of money and say six figures. I probably would add one more zero to it. That's the way my mind works. Because I think the six figures probably, because again, it's not the money. It's the capability to do more that chases me. So I'm just thinking $100,000 is for me. But a million is for the people and the dreams and the visions that I've got. So if you're asking me to think, that's how I will think. But guess what? Before I got to that space or get to that space, I'll think, am I deserving of that? What, what, what is it that, you know, so it's the, it's the have, is the having what you desire and really not, not kind of deeming your light to, to what other people are saying they want. You've got to give yourself permission again to want what you want and go with those desires. And because you feel those desires deeply, allow yourself to fan the flame, to go after it with passion. So that's, those are the three things that I really want to share about, you know, the, the mm. points of be, do, and yeah. have. Incredible insights that I know that for people who resonate with, uh, you know, being an introvert and can recognise all of some of the challenges that you mentioned we can be faced with, it's certainly going to be helpful. One of the things that you mentioned about thinking big, uh, have you have you found, or maybe this is just me, there may be, you know, some specific steps that someone gives you but as something that I have found, and I'm interested to see if this is something more from an introverted perspective or maybe just, you know, if, if you resonate with that, you've got to find your own way. It's like, yes, I know it's A, B and C, but I'm going to see if I can do it X, Y, Z. You know, we try and bring our own flavour, our own whatever it might be so that we can really own it. Do you find that that's something that you do as well? You like to bring your own whether it be the presence with or, 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 or steps, process, because it's just something that drives you to, to figure it out the way that you like to do it. Is that something that you do too? Very much so. I think because we pause a lot as introverts to really take things in and we're very observant, I guess there are a lot of eyes in your life once you begin to think about it. The other one is independent thinker, an idea, idea generator. So basically, it means that what I'm fighting for is not, is to be included, but for my ideas to be brought to the table. And sometimes that's difficult because you talk last and you're thinking through because you want to do it a different way. And yes. you want to try it out, whether or not it works. What's important is that you try it out. Otherwise, it actually stays in your head. <laughs> it stays there as a what if question yeah. and that what if question I believe that a lot of introverts it bugs them because we want to change the world we yeah. really do a lot of us just want things to work in a different way because we see deeply and we see differently 
Whereas an extrovert might be content with the surface element and just move on, we're still stuck at what if, you know, mm. what if it could be done differently? What if it could bring a bit more ease to people's lives? So I find that I'm really very much very independent. I fight for my ideas. Even if at the end of the day, they don't work, I would rather have tried it because it's got out of my system than yes. keep it in my system. And it keeps making me think I actually settled. Mm -hmm. I settled for less than I deserve. I settled for um, something that is not fitting with my idea of the world, the way I see the world. Or I settled for maybe bringing some new way of doing things that will help somebody. Yeah. And just adopting the old styles doesn't just always. So I think we have a lot of eyes to deal with as introverts. Once you start <laughs> with the first introvert, you start adding more eye layers to it. Yes. <laughs> I just say sometimes, you know what, I'm stubborn and that that's okay. It may take me longer, but my goodness, when I finally get there, I can turn around and I can map the, the, the different things that I tried. Well, this didn't work and this did work. And, that's the, and, and it's what's interesting about this, and I am hoping that others who may not necessarily be introverted but can realize that if you've got someone on your team or a business partner you know don't fill that or don't immediately jump in and try and fill that silence because you just never know our minds might be thinking and that next idea that we come up with may just be the difference between you know innovating an, an incredible new way forward uh, or not if we continue to you know um, have an environment if you will that isn't conducive isn't supportive to us in the way that we we think let's talk a little bit uh, patients about living out loud as an introverted woman woman because that might seem like a bit of a paradox you know or an opposite how can an introverted woman live out loud <laughs> well first of all we didn't plan it but we're both wearing bright colors somewhere in the mix there <laughs> you know reds and things and my hair is red so that's even uh, the older I get the worse I get at really getting out there and not blending into the background and I think I recognized years ago when I did um, so someone came to my uh, church and they did uh, an event about Color Me Beautiful. There's a company called Color Me Beautiful. And the agent came and she talked about colors and the demonstration showed the difference in how you look mm -hmm. with using the wrong colors on your skin. Using And I, I sat there mesmerized. And uh, it was like, you know, she used makeup, everything scarves, and there was something for someone. Yes. I found that quite intriguing, that actually you do have a color that radiates your energy. That was interesting. So I said, I know what I want for my birthday. So I got home and I thought, I've solved your problem. I said to my husband, <laughs> I said, you always struggle to find me birthday presents. It's very simple. Just go on the internet, find a Color Me Beautiful consultant and get me, oh, um, you know. And they and he did, and he got me the voucher. I was a bit still, you know, while mesmerized, I was a bit skeptical, but I went and we talked a lot. And I realized that she was saying, I noticed your color palettes and what you wear, lots of browns, lots of blacks, lots of, but not the right shades. And I said, yeah, they are my hiding colors. Mm. You know, I also tend to hide because I don't want to draw attention to myself. But she said, oh, no, 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 no. 
you would draw the right attention with the right colors. Mm -hmm. And so she gave me my color palette. Guess what? My color palette was deep. <laughs> so they're light, they're people who have light. Mine was deep. And the word deep just resonated with me. And, you know, that's why I said everything can align in our lives because we are seekers and we search for answers. And your answers make you flow in alignment once you find them. So mm. what I'm trying to say is color is just one element of creating your presence. And it actually, I found that I began to use color. I use um, dresses that had those colors when I go on stage. So rather than try to be confident, wearing my colors already made me confident. Yeah. Because I just felt, I just felt it like it's fit, you know, mm. It's me and it's already saying something about me. And it's for me, it's okay. Because if I walked into a room with red hair and I didn't know who to talk to, what's great is somebody will ask me about the hair and I can yeah. have a conversation. And that is for me, very simple. It breaks the ice, it gets me in there. And it's, so there is an intentional reason why that works for me. And it's just an example, what you wear how you look. They say your energy enters the room before you enter the room. So mm -hmm. it's the same thing. When I want to go for an interview, I talk myself into one big point, and that's that I am interviewing them just as much as they are interviewing me. It's not a question of I'm begging you. It's a question of I'm checking you out. In case you don't fit, I'm out of here. There is something about that, but that wasn't my mindset before. I was literally begging people to give me work. When I got an awareness of who I am and the value I bring to a workplace, whether I'm quiet or not, I change to, I'm checking you out. You might just not be the right place for me to give my value to. And when I went into the interview, the posture was different because I had my questions to ask. I had researched you as a company. And I was going to ask those questions because if it didn't work, I'm really out of here. I was tired of living a life that was really settling you know, for things that I didn't feel were working for me. And I just thought, as life goes on, you've got to make your life work. You've got mm -hmm. to find happiness. You've got to find freedom. So those are some of the ways I feel living out loud. Confidence can be nurtured, can be created. What makes you confident? Find it and put it around you. I tell people, if you come to my house, there are so many messages everywhere there for me. One of them has a message about a prayer for patience. Now, that, that, that is my name, but it's right on the place where I get the glass, my glass for my cup of water. I don't miss that prayer. I read it and it talks about, you know, the characteristics of being patient because maybe I'm not naturally patient. It just helps me. So what builds your confidence? What makes you who you want to be? Because many times we are created by our environment, by our parents, by other people, but again, giving your permit, yourself permission to become who you want to be, you have to create that person. Yes. And so you go on that journey. Yeah. yeah. What I love about what you've said and uh, repeat some of those things, because I think sometimes you, we need to hear that message a couple of times, is you really, you made that uh, intention, if you will, of changing that mindset. You changed the way you approached a say an interview for for a role we can do that when we go to a networking event rather than who am I going to talk to do I know anyone there is I'm going to speak to three people 
that I don't yet know. And I'm going to say something about their jewellery or something. I'm going to have one icebreaker that I'm going to use to start the conversation if someone doesn't come up to me. You, we have to intentionally, don't we, change that. And I would imagine the more frequently you did that alongside all the other things that you did, and some of them may have been subtle, but I think mm. I came up with a saying the other day. It was, was, you know, individually all of those things are important, mm. but collectively they're crucial because they it, it's like that snowball effect isn't it it starts to build that momentum and I'm sure that after a time all of a sudden you did start getting more comfortable and then you might approach and then all of a sudden you find yourself going up to someone else and and things like that so confidence often and I heard one of my mentors say she doesn't um she focuses more on being courageous taking that next courageous step what's one mm-hmm. courageous putting my hand up to speak you know when there's an opportunity rather than waiting for everyone else to to do that and then eventually we start to build that the confidence build is that something mm. you feel patience yes and and while you were talking I was thinking about one one tip that I learned that I you know started using especially in networking environments where I wasn't very comfortable and maybe I had paid to be there um so the person who sets the networking event up is there first and mm-hmm. and I heard that you turn up first as well. So you create the the flow and the energy in the room before other people turn up. Then you have to fit into their space because that's what happens with introverts. It's like there's now a lot of noise and you have to fit in. But you can you can bring yourself in first, have a conversation, create rapport. And I guess I tried that even for networking that I was doing, but for a new space that I got in. I got in there early, I started engaging early, (laughs) and it felt like I became a thought leader Mm. there. And again, I didn't have to be pushed to talk anymore. I was being asked my opinion, Mm. and that meant that I could have a voice during that. It was quite intriguing to see that when you implement, and you you, you talk about being courageous and planning. Planning is so is such a gift to the introvert because extroverts already, you know that you're just going to go there and wing it. They say, fake it till you make it. Uh, intro, uh, extroverts can just go and go, ha, make a lot of noise. <laughs> Extrovert, intro, I mean, extroverts can do that, but introverts don't yeah. want to do that. So yeah. what you do is you plan in your, in your own calm way and I guess quiet way that I'm going to do these three things when I get there and I'm going to get out of there with these three things when I live there. So it's either gonna talk to three people and I'm going to get three people's numbers to carry on the deep conversations and deep connections that I love. So I'm going to talk to these three people and have the right conversations rather than small talk. And then you, you figure out the strategy and go in there with the strategy. So those are some just few examples of bringing it all together, your look, your body language, your your decision on three. And if you've done three, is three, you can decide to go stand, like Simon Sinek would say, by the cheese table and have cheese talk to nobody. <laughs> and when you're eating cheese, perhaps you have a smelly mouth and people avoid you. And you but you've reached your quota. You've yes. planned three, you've had three, let it go. You don't need 
10 more. <laughs> That's- yeah. I love the way that you said you go there early because one of the things that I find um, is that, and if you would do that and you do, or, you know, you do um, introduce yourself to the organiser and what I love to do sometimes if you're helpful for the organiser and often there's things to be done there and handing out um, pamphlets or whatever it might be at the table, people automatically assume that you're also part of the organising team. And when you have that kind of permission, you're it's just a different feeling, isn't it? You you want to be of service and to, to help, and uh, that just continues to to create that um, that flow of conversation, if you will. So it's it is finding out what would support you, and then planning so that that environment is created, and set those intentions. Because I know as introverts, where we move away, and this this is probably for everybody that if you set an intention and you do that, then you can go away thinking, great, I've achieve that I've got that and now you know kind of follow up you know this I've probably done more networking in the last 18 months than I have done my entire business career because for me and I know this sounds ridiculous I just never got networking because introvert we just don't do small talk I could not give two hoots about the weather or whatever, but uh, share a conversation about something, I don't know, a new idea or challenge, you know, the curiosity, then I'm in, you know, and sometimes I'll just be listening because, you know, there's there's things that I don't yet know. So for me, you know, what this was, what this really reconfirmed for me, find your way on how you do that. And then I had to repeat it, you know, when I'm talking about networking online with the Zooms and everything. And now it's just part of part of what I do. But I had to do that intentionally till I got to my flow. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what you said before, find what works for you and then just do that. And if it's very different from everybody else, don't worry. Don't compare yourself to what everyone else is doing because as introverts we're going to find our own way of doing it anyway. So, (laughs) yeah, I love that. Yeah. Talk about mediocrity. Let's talk about that. Never motivated or served anyone. Let's dive a bit deeper into this. I think, you know, I work with clients who feel like I'm just too humble to talk about myself. Most of my clients have a minimum of a master's degree. And yet they feel like I don't, I don't have an opinion. And I'm thinking, okay, why? And it's like, I'm humble, you know, I don't like shouting. And and I say to myself, actually, I used to be like that because by 30, I had finished my accounting qualifications. I bought a house, bought a car, but it felt like if I talked about it, I came back feeling, ooh, I don't belong to that friendship group anymore because I think I'm better than them. And I've said it now in their midst, but I'm just sharing how excited I am about these things that I thought would not be possible and was possible for me. I planned it, I got it done, I achieved it. Yay me, but obviously (laughs) telling that to people made me feel like I'm not humble, you know. And sometimes, yes, you will get people who think, goody, goody, two shoes, there she comes, or she's talking about herself too much. And so you have to find the balance, I agree, you know, allow other people to shine. But what happens with introverts is that taking a step back and really, and I began to do things like, People will say to me, what a lovely dress. I'll be like, oh, this dress, I bought it in the charity shop. And I'll leave there and go, why did I say that? Thank you very much. I love it. It's one of my favorite dresses. It doesn't matter where I bought it. 
So, and then people will say, oh, you look fantastic. I'll be like, uh, I'm not so great at makeup. I just got lucky today. And I'm thinking, why did I say that? I made an effort to look good. Why can't I just accept the praise? So what I came up with and realized as I, time goes on, and for me, trust me, it's still a work in progress, especially in business as well, um, owning the results you get for clients, owning the effort you put into creating your brand and whatever can be difficult. So I came up with the fact that it's actually false humility yes. because I think it's Maya Angelou that said it's not, or one of the, or Marianne um, Williamson who said yeah. it's not our light, it's not our darkness that scares us. It's our light because it's, we're saying uh, who am I not to, to be brilliant. But the other voices say, who are you, <laughs> you, you know, who am I to be brilliant? And the other voices say, who am I not to be? Because the truth is, deep down inside, we all have this feeling that we're great. But then the ego doesn't want to be bruised. And someone said, you're not as great, you know. That's <laughs> so we kind of downplay it all. And so if it's false humility, you have to go, go with the truth of mediocrity never really elevated anybody. Deeming your light actually just makes you stay in the darkness. Yes. And no matter how many candles in the uh, in the room, they're all shining their light and nobody's saying, you know, when you put off your light, the other candles are still there. The only time that the whole light goes out, if, if one single candle is still there, the light is still there. So what's important to remember is that you shining your light does not deem another person's light. And in fact, it encourages those in putting off their light, yeah. depending on how you do it, to bring out their light. And I think that's my role as a coach, to help people recognize that my light comes from helping you shine your light more, even more and pushing them. You know, you have a master's, you've done many courses and that's your expertise. That's your voice of authority. So don't allow imposter syndrome to make you feel that's not good enough because I don't say it in, in the shouty way. I don't say it the way this person is saying it. So that's what I mean by mediocrity will not elevate you. It will actually not elevate anybody around you who needs your message, you know? So shining your light is helping others see the light because that's the purpose of light. It brings light into a dark space. It illuminates and makes a difference. And you just got to check your why. And if your why is aligned to the right values that you have, rather than boasting, rather than trying to make other people feel small, then align with your why and do it and, and don't feel uncomfortable about it. Yeah, I love the way that you said that. And it's such a great reminder. You know, there's a fine line between confidence and having, an, you know, an inner confidence and arrogance. And, you know, you can see people who are very gifted in the, the way in which they, they approach things, the wisdom that they have, and they can share that in a way to empower and to inspire others. And that's what we're saying. If you've got a message and if your experience can allow someone to think differently that can then go on 
an impact, you know, like a pebble in a pond that ripples out. Well, if you're the pebble and you haven't gone in there to to start off, you know, that the, those waves because you're wanting to be humble and you don't want to show off or anything, the approach in which you take is going to be ultimately up to you, isn't it? You can mm. share your message without it being in an arrogant way. And people can see the difference. You can see the difference. We can experience it, you know, if we're in a room and, and we know that someone's on stage and just how they express that. So we can choose how we're going to express that message. Just share mm. it is what you're saying. Don't hide that light. Don't dim it for others. And if there are other people in the room that do take it the wrong way, that's on them. That's on them, isn't it? As you said so beautifully, don't dim your light because others, it might, you know, put them off. Um, rather let it in, empower them to to step forward and, and be whatever that, that is for, for them and to walk their path as well. So mm-hmm. I love this. And I know that we've only scratched the surface, but I'd love you to share a little bit more about something special that is coming up. And for those of you who are listening to the recording a little bit later and this event may have finished, I'm sure that there's going to be a link and other ways that people can tap into it too. But Patience, would you share a little bit more about uh, the summit that you've got coming up? Because this is how we met uh, as well. Yeah. I wanted to really give you that platform to share a little bit more about this. So share more. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, thank you very much. One for letting me share and two for being part of the success story of the, the introverted female entrepreneur success summit. I wanted people who thought differently, who um, do things differently. We've just talked about the fact that, we want our ideas to come out, you know, as introverts. And we want to really say uh, the time of the introverts is also here. Let's do things differently. So I went out and I looked for over 20 experts and entrepreneurs who would bring that message to you about what it really means to run a business, bust some of the myths around who is a successful business person or who can be successful in business and also bring their expertise into things that you can apply in, you know, giving you the options because you might not explore certain options because they are not put forward as the key options for you to explore. Yes. Podcasting might be down on your list because you don't want to talk, but then when you think about it, it works nicely for an introvert because you can decide to have a podcast where you show your face or you can just record your thoughts and you become a thought leader. And so I just wanted to bring people together, special people, people that I resonate with and connect with and say many more introverted women need to hear about this. So the Introverted Female Entrepreneur Success Summit covers different perspectives on sales, on branding, on visibility, um, on how to generate leads, how to create the right content, so much richness in there and starts on the 2nd of August, you know, um, and you need to sign up. And if you feel that, okay, August is holiday, I'm really, (laughs) I'm really uh, going for the summer, you have an opportunity to get an all access VIP pass, which means you keep it and you can watch it in your own time. But it's all geared towards every speaker, including Anne-Marie has provided tips, strategies, and actually implementation. I'm all about strategy and implementation. So you get to begin to implement straight away by being part of the summit. So 
Thank you very much, Anne-Marie, for, you know, for allowing me to share. So the link will be there, and I encourage you to really sign up, uh, tune in, and trust the process. Yeah, absolutely. Now, for those people who are coming after your event has happened, how is share a little bit more about your website and how they can get in contact with you if they've resonated with you and they think, well, patience is someone that I would love to, to connect with and learn more from. What's the best way for them to connect with you? Okay, so I'm very visible. <laughs> I'm on all, most of all the platforms. Um, but my website is www.patientsugumbono.com. And even from there, you can get the links to all social media. I'm very um, prolific at using LinkedIn. Um, and that's because LinkedIn has quality. <laughs> well, not going to. Well, LinkedIn is a platform that you can find me. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me, um, you know, on Instagram as well. So, but if you go to my website, it can be the starting point where you can book, you know, an exploration call. And for me, it's an exploration. Myself and Anne-Marie, we love exploration because you, you have to fit as well so that the energy flows. So if you want to explore, are we a right fit? Then you can get a link to book. You can also find free resources there that you can begin to, you know, tap into and use for yourself. So, yeah, my website is www.patientsugumbono.com. Fantastic. Well, look, thank you so much for sharing, Patience. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for spearheading, championing the uh, summit that you put together and being the voice for those that often don't feel that there's platforms or opportunities for their voice to be heard. I'm sure that uh, through participating in that, through listening to the other speakers, through getting into action, you can be sure that there's no fluff and banter at, and small talk in, in uh, Patient Summit. It's straight into the good stuff and uh, taking action on the, the right to things that we know is going to certainly make an impact in the world for all of those deep thinkers who've got uh, many of our ideas that can certainly make a difference in the community and the, and uh, obviously impact uh, the world as well. So thanks once again for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It's been exciting and great. Thank you. before we go just another stand out be heard and influence tip for the week and of course listening today I'm sure that you are uh, someone who's got a body of knowledge and you want to really build your thought leadership and so it kind of carries on from the conversation that patients and I had and that is to be mindful of the tactics that you follow as you continue to build your reputation as that trusted authority because it really does matter you know so often we may feel tempted to follow the same old and and I hate this term, hack this and hack that, um, you know, those visibility tactics. But what I would encourage you to do, and I know introverts out there will certainly resonate with that, is to focus on insights, maybe hindsight, what did you learn, or maybe even foresight. The things that you've learned can certainly give you some insights into how to approach things moving forward. And especially the things that you can bring through the lessons and the experience, and sometimes even the challenges that you've overcome. Be mindful that you can bring such a wealth and depth of knowledge because it's that wisdom and knowledge that you bring through the longevity and your studies, your learnings that 
you can bring to your industry that really matters. Showcase that as you build your thought leadership collateral. Something else that I want to inspire you to do is to think about some of the core principles that underpin your teachings, your methodologies. There's so many benefits, but a couple is it really helps you to differentiate your unique methods, your unique approach from everyone else. And we know that we really love to show why is this different? How is this going to impact you in a different way? It also validates and positions what I call your signature system, your programs, your unique methodologies. And each core principle can be a teaching on its own. So just here's some three ideas. I have seven, but I want to share three today. Address the BS that's in your industry. Maybe there's something that because of the change that's happened over the last 12 to 18 months, the way that people used to do things in your industry are completely irrelevant. Share that. Share why it's important for people to think differently and move forward in a different way. Do the opposite. When everyone zigs, zag, I'm sure you've heard that before, but how can you help your clients approach the problems a different way? And sometimes, and this leads me to the third one, if you innovate, even 1% of difference can be the difference for your customers, for your community, and ultimately, uh, if we impact and, and kind of play that forward. So what are your core principles? Think about them. I know as introverts, we've got many, but come up with seven and then continue to share that and showcase that no matter how you're sharing your message, because that is one way that you're really going to impact and position your thought leadership out into the world. As always, have a fantastic week, everyone. And remember, go and sign up uh, for the summit that Patience is putting on. And that starts next week. This podcast is brought to you by theinfluencealliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.